The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Greetings to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another season. Season 10 of Veritas. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas. Delighted to be here with you tonight. Tonight, I'll take a bit longer with the introduction because it's a special occasion. Right from the beginning, let me disclose that it was customary to have Cliff high at the beginning of our seasons. But due to health issues affecting Cliff's family, he was not able to make it this time. So keep Cliff and his family in your thoughts and prayers. We have a great show for you tonight. But before we begin, I want to thank all of our Veritas members for your support and loyalty all these years. Just know that without you, Veritas would not be here. I never get tired of letting you know. It has made a difference to me, and I hope it has to you as well. I also want to thank Vic Giza for his weekly contributions and his smart art, bringing a smile to our faces while making us think many times. So thank you, Vic. Those of you who have been following Veritas from the very beginning know the name Milton Torres. For those who don't know, he was our very first guest and the one indirectly responsible for the creation of this program. Because we're entering season 10, I wanted to inquire about his health. To my surprise, I found out he passed away in 2015. For that reason, and the fact we have lost many other guests, 18 as of today that I know of, it could be more, I decided to create a new in-memoriam section on our website, dedicated to the men and women who spent their lives in the pursuit of truth. They had different journeys, but in the end, they all wanted the same, to uncover what is hidden from humanity so that we may all rediscover our true potential. I was privileged to capture a fraction of their lives with all of you, sometimes more than once. Visit the In Memoriam section and keep them in your thoughts and prayers. And this new season, I want to feel your polls more than ever before. I'll send out polls to see where you want to steer the Veritas ship, but expects us to go back to our roots more so this coming year. I also want to have more interaction with all of you, and for that, we're implementing a new way in which you can communicate your comments and questions. For that, I want to create a full episode just between you and I. In the next few days, you will see a link on our website that will allow you to send a 90-second voice message to me. What I want to do to roll this out is have an entire episode with your comments and questions. So stay tuned, and I hope many of you can participate. I know you have been asking for something like this for a long time, and it's coming. And with the premiere episode of Season 10, it's a great time to subscribe, donate, or gift a subscription to a loved one either a Veritas sub or a Sunnytest sub. You can also buy flash drives with all our seasons. And if you want to get in touch with me the traditional way, you want to be a guest or have a guest suggestion, just click on the contact button of our website and stay tuned for the new voice messaging system coming in the next few days. All of this at VeritasRadio.com. And tonight we discuss the cult of untruth. And it's always customary with tonight's special guest. It's always a Pandora's box of subjects. I never know what he's going to discuss, but I do know 
that I always feel more enlightened at the end of our interviews. To me, it's a great honor to celebrate our season 10 premiere. Veritas veteran, writer, author, philosopher, teacher, but most importantly, at least to me, a dear friend. Directly from Washington State, I'd like to welcome Neil Kramer. Hello, Neil. Welcome back to Veritas, especially today, season 10 premiere. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you, Mal. It's a great honor for me to, to be with you at this uh, lovely sort of little piece of history of your show. So it's a great opportunity and I'm very thankful to be here. Thank you. Thank you so very much. And to me, you know, when I see number 10, that almost feels, and I don't say this, you know, to brag or anything because I'm a humble person by nature, but, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, it never feels like, okay, it's, it's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> but when you see the two digits, you feel like, ah, okay, I think I, wow. I finally got somewhere, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a nice piece of work. It's a, it's a decade of inquiry and investigation and thought and research, and it's a, a lovely accomplishment. So well done to you and the audience and the, the other guests. Thank you. And I have to tell you, our last interview, I still, still get comments. I, I usually upload the interviews on YouTube uh, a week or two after we air them. And still, that show still has legs. People still come in and, you know, it's always very interesting. And I always ask you the same question. How is it? Do you have a direct line to the Akashic record that you always get new stuff? <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. I'm going to I'm gonna tell you the same as last time. All, all I do is I walk around, I drive around, I speak to people, I look, I listen, I write things down, I make a note of things. And it's it's the job of a a living philosopher, which we all we all do that. We all have that capacity. It's nothing special. All I've done is make that more of my life than normal. So I don't have a you know big family and career to look after. A, you know, as a spiritual human being, uh, you have a choice what you focus on. And I've chosen to focus on bringing whatever wisdom I can muster to life to home, to work, to relationships, to society, to metaphysics, phenomena. It could be UFOs and Bigfoot one week. It could be Donald Trump and, you know, immigration the next week. It, everything that we have, if we have the gift of insight, uh, which, you know, everybody who listens to your show, I believe, has that impulse and how we care to refine it in ourselves is our own private matter, how good or indifferent that is is up to us but if if we do have this insight which let's say we all do listening to this show we have a little bit more obligation i would say to turn that sort of torchlight to turn that flashlight onto the things that matter so substantial subject matters deserve our attention and it's our gift to the world when we think about them honestly and truthfully and courageously so it's just that ongoing process. So when you say to me and we have a chat and agree to do a show, I'll just pick the five, six, seven things that seem to be relevant at the moment. And some of them are subjects we return to and continue to refine. And some of them are new ones. And some of them are very topical at the, of the moment, you know, of the zeitgeist of the day. But it's just the ongoing process of what in many Western esoteric traditions we call engaging with the mystery, investigating the mystery, the great mystery of life. Simple as that. 
And these are subjects that, folks, when you turn on TV, and now, as opposed to 20, 30 years ago, you have hundreds and hundreds of channels, you hardly, hardly ever bump into them. So if people wanted to, in addition to Neil Kramer, if people wanted to get exposed to these subjects in the absence of a mystery school, where should people go these days, Neil? Well, I'm hoping to say next year they should come to my mystery school, but we shall reserve that invitation to where I can actually open the door and welcome people in, which we're very close to now, but we'll say no more about that for the time being. Mm -hmm. In answer to your question today, I would say this. There are very, very few practitioners of true esoteric, true spiritually adept material and teachings in theory and in practice who open themselves to the public. So it's only just, in my personal view, started to happen that the mystery schools, as you might say, the schools that examine the body of sacred work, the body of sacred knowledge that um, describes the world, which used to be called the mysterium, if you Latinize it, or in Greek, the mystikos or the mysterion, uh, the mysticos, the mystics, the mystery, are all those subject matters, all those people, all those threads that are brought together to take a look at it. And they always operated in secret because, as we'll come to when we talk about some of the subject matters today, if you question the formal reality that is put forth by what I call empire, you were executed. So they didn't keep the knowledge secret to make it special for themselves or to self-aggrandize or in any way to elevate their egos. Not at all. That would be very rare that that happened. They did it to protect their lives. So initiatory knowledge is still only just coming into the public domain little by little, and I aim to do my piece of that, which is always to imprint it with the modernity of the day to make it not just some ancient dusty scrolls, but something alive and full of blood and full of vigor and full of creativity and full of relevance. So the ancient wisdom always flows to those who pursue it with any sort of worthy enough vessel, both in themselves and in the school and in the company of good men and women who would want to transmit that knowledge. So it really always was secret and it's just just in the last century starting to move outwards. So it's it's hard to find. There's no question about it. They are few and far between where you would go. Many people claim mystery school status, and I have to say I have never, ever seen one public mystery school ever that's worth anything. Never. Now, I might I may just not have come across it. I may just not know about it, but over the years, hundreds of clients of mine, because I do this consultative work, working with individuals and groups, hundreds of clients this year, thousands and thousands of clients over the years, and not one of them has ever encountered a worthy, substantial mystery school worth its name, not one. So they're always secret. So you would only have invite only. You, you know, some, some, you would receive a communication. You would get a knock on the door. Somebody would say, we would like to engage you to come and visit with us and meet some people and see what you think. So you would it would be invitation only. You would never be able to join it. They would find you. 
But how different is that from, say, the Masons and some of the other it's very secret similar. organizations? It's very similar. You could say the Masons, the Rosicrucians, some of some Theosophists, some Anthroposophists, many Hermetic Orders, the Golden Dawn, the OTO, many of those groups work with that initiatory structure. As I say, primarily it was used to protect their own lives in more brutal times than we have today. No no more or less enlightened, by the way, just more brutal, more in your face. But also there was the understanding that to stratify knowledge protects the student from the use of unwise information. So I often say it's a bit like you don't give bomb-making instructions to kindergarten children. So you know you don't teach them how to make dynamite until the child has demonstrated a level of maturity and a level of harmony and balance within themselves and strength. Then you would share, you know, kind of provocative and explosive information. So it's rather like that. If you're going to teach people how to make dynamite and use it, the student needs to prove to you that they are capable of harnessing that knowledge. So real mystical knowledge, it's like sticks of dynamite, and you need to be, it's only for a few people. Most people love the idea of it, but when they've actually got it in their hands, they can't deal with it. So it's, it's, it's something that has to be proven from the aspirant to the adept, not the other way around. So you can't buy your way into it. You have to be devoted to that knowledge. And we can certainly talk about the principles of it very openly, and I hope to do that, you know, with you today and bring my knowledge for what it's worth to relevant subject matters today. But the nitty-gritty of it, the transmutational knowledge of it, how to change things, how to move things, how to disintegrate and how to remake that kind of primal alchemical knowledge is only for those who can prove their, demo- their devotion to it, their utter um, regard and their utter application, which in these days is very rare. People, are, as you probably have noticed, and as many of your listeners will know, most people are so incredibly ill-disciplined, they lack discernment so much that they will never, ever put themselves in that position because they cannot do it. They've chosen not to do it. But there are some men and women, some aspirants who discipline themselves well and prove to the adept that they are worthy of that path. So it's just like getting a black belt in karate. It's going to take some years. You're going to have to prove a lot. You're going to have to show up week after week after week. They don't just hand that thing to you. This is why I enjoy our discussion so much because we have a set number of topics at the beginning, but it always goes elsewhere. Like yeah, right now, I'm, I'm thinking of what you just said, a secret society. And we always think the secrecy, the elitism of only allowing a certain, a selected few, but we, we shouldn't be denigrating that all the time no. because if, as you said, if the, the master or the teacher appears when the student is ready, not everyone is ready for that information. No, they're not. Another way of thinking about it is this. Uh, as you know, what... Uh, we would call empire or the system or the globalists or the shadow government or the deep state. It operates largely through the security apparatus, the intelligence community infrastructure. So the FBI and the CIA are the perfect, 
perfect mechanism for empire to control things. Not just those, there's many of them, but those two that we know well. Everyone around the world knows the FBI and the CIA well because of all the television and films. Um, similarly, empire found that some of the Masonic infrastructure was perfectly aligned for their purposes. So it didn't start out like that. You know, most CIA guys, most FBI guys, rank and file are decent men and women, like cops, policemen, policewomen, the decent men and women doing a job of protection, essentially protection. However, there are enclaves like terrorist cells, certain uh, groups within that infrastructure that are completely rogue, completely operating in the face of what those organizations were set up to do, contrary to those principles. And seeing people like, you know, the FBI thing at the moment with Comey and Mueller and all these, it's just, it's in your face. It's easy to see that there are groups within groups within groups. It's very easy to see. And the secret societies quote, that if we read the proclamations of the researchers of the 90s, we know who those guys are who write these books and go on, speaking to us to, to describe these things, although they enlighten us to the uh, methods of some of these groups, they rather paint the wrong picture, which is that they're mostly bad. My experience, and as I say, thousands of the men and women I've spoke to over the years, our experience is that they are mostly good. Mostly good. It's just that that infrastructure of secrecy and what we call stratification, which is having knowledge, the really explosive knowledge only available higher up the degrees, that knowledge uh, and that structure of protecting knowledge serves the purposes of empire's goal to contain the human very well, very, very well. So I, I'm not part of any organizations. I'm just me. But I have been part of two orders in the past. I've never been a mason. I've never done anything like that. So I don't have any allegiances to any of these guys, but I, I meet with a lot of these people regularly. And it's very, very rare that I come across anything, you know, suspicious, anything that leaves me questioning the whole thing. Mostly, even at the very highest levels where you meet in occasionally other adepts and, uh, you know, what you might call mages or seers, very, very advanced men and women. I've never, ever met a negative person, never. I meet balanced, positive, excellent, mostly men, 99% of them men, and occasionally with the more contemporary orders, women. And they're just the same, just as capable. So it is, it is important for us to question the nature of those organizations. And when our movie Transmutation comes out next year, which I'll hopefully talk to you about when it comes out, um, you'll see a further extrapolation and a description of those very subject matters. So it's good for us to know that. Have you heard the news that since we're talking about all of this, I'm thinking of social media. I'm thinking about the way people today get information, which is, believe it or not, folks, YouTube. People just go to YouTube and just search a title, and that's how they're getting a lot of information. <laughs> some of them is disinformation. Some of it's true. But Google will enlist 10,000 new employees yes, to moderate it, YouTube videos. What do you think the purpose of this is? Well, <laughs> it's very clear to me that the tech giants 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.